stopping what can't be stopped. No killing what can't be stopped. Now to the task at hand. Hopped off the passenger side of my lap. Under my nuts was 200 racks. I know that you wish to speak about your sports games incessantly, but I am here for a different purpose. Welcome to the Sports Antidote with your boy Danny Belts, episode number 185. A husky, get it, of corn. That's right, we're going to be talking about a little bit of corn, a little bit of Washington, a little bit of Michigan, and Michigan! And then we're going back to Las Vegas to take back the White House. Bro Exotic comes on the show here, his streak. He's never lost two in a row on this show. He's 12-4 and four ATS, the greatest handicapper in history. The Woke Equation has never produced two losers in a row. But Bro Exotic and I could be going heads up. We shall see. The Young Woken. So I once shook this man's hand as the buzzer sounded when the Phoenix knocked them out of the Horizon League tournament in 2020. And uh, I looked him straight in the eye. And I told him, better luck next year, pussy. You got to work on those free throws. And uh, <laughs> Wins again. For those of you new to the show, the Young Woken covering Green Bay Phoenix basketball. And Green Bay Phoenix basketball only is now 7-7. Seven and seven, Back to 500 after his third win. Coach Sundance Wicks taking his team out to Detroit and winning. Oh, my God. It's great to be the official spokesperson of a basketball team here. And I got just their, I got their beat writer in the Young Woken, and he does not disappoint on his rip. This is going to be a very good episode as we get into the nitty-gritty in the college national championship here, first Michigan and Washington. And we are going to just hit the ground running here. Although I really do want to discuss some of the absolute stupidity occurring right now in the NFL. I feel that if I just save that, it'll give me a lot more, you know, Information to deal with being is where this is going to be the last last college football game. But don't forget, don't forget, bitches, South Dakota State. That's right. The FCS National Championship in Frisco, South Dakota State versus Montana State is going down. And don't think for one second that I won't have an opinion and something for you to bet on in that regard. Thanks for joining us today, chiefs, pals, guys, hosses. Be sure and rate, subscribe, and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Sports Antidote. Follow the Young Woken at the Young Woken, and follow at Bro Exotic at Bro Exotic B R E A U X. And if you're not doing anything, why don't you do me a favor? Reach out, touch a brother, tell somebody about the Sports Antidote today. Yes, I'm going to be talking about the band Corn today. Yes, I understand some people may not like them. I'm not going to say how can you not like Corn? Oh, I totally get it. I can't say if you don't like Corn, I can't let you around my kid like I do for everything else. Uh, yeah, if you don't like corn, I can still let you around my kids. So that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is if after this, if I explain to you why I like corn and you still don't understand why, then I can't let you around my kids. See how that works? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk a little bit about corn and peel back the onion, or in this case, peel back the husky of corn. Get it? You see? See that play on words there? You like that? I bet you do. But this is easily one of the most confused, as far as people view them, uh, misconstrued, 
everything uh, as far as I'm concerned. And we'll get into that right now. So yes, heavy metal, corn, but more new metal, right? Some might call it thrash metal, but they kind of created their own genre. Corn is unbelievably unique and it's difficult to categorize them. Jonathan Davis's voice, I can hear his voice from 16 miles away. And boy, when they started doing dubstep, <laughs> when, they started, when they started collaborating with the boy, oh, that was incredible. You're mixing corn and dull. The drunk neighbor loves that. Oh, yes. He, he can't get enough of that. But they've done so many different collaborations. We've talked about corn a thousand times on this show. We've done this. They've done collaborations with Ice Cube. They've done stuff with Fred Durst, right? They'll go nearly anywhere. Amy Lee from Evanescence, as we, we've done on this show. But we haven't really gotten deep into it on why I like them, but why they're more or less misunderstood. Peel back the husky of corn, and we'll begin to find more and more. And, and that's what we're going to do with Michigan and Washington, is I've peeled back the husky of corn and found some unbelievable, really strange statistical anomalies. And you guys know I'm not really a quant, not really a data guy. I mean, I am. But in a football season when there's only 13, 14 games, how much does statistics really play here? You certainly can't start comparing statistics in football like baseball, or you can't do that with basketball. So I feel football statistics need to be taken a little differently, but there are some gaping holes in these that we will get into. But in order for you to understand that, then yes, that's right. You're going to have to understand corn. Started in 93, Bakersfield, California, of course, from California. All the good bands come out of California, I feel. Uh, I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, but that's okay. Corn would be categorized as a very angry band, you know, just yelling and screaming. But like most of these people, like Marilyn Manson, when you catch Marilyn Manson on Bill O'Reilly interviewing, uh, you will see that the, most of these guys are very calm. Like the dude from Slipknot, he's a little wild, but... Jonathan Davis for corn, very calm. Most of these guys have very high IQ, very smart. Look, I'm not the biggest Maynard guy from Tool. I do like a lot of Tool songs. I'm not one of these Maynard prophet people that walk this earth. Uh, but he's also a very high intellect. Listen to him talk, and you, listen, you read some of the lyrics, and you can kind of see you know, how this works. Korn's lyrics are by far probably some of the more interesting because you can't really hear what they're saying because of their style of music. I don't think it's a much about anger. I think it's more of a catharsis. Uh, I, I do not think that it's after reading all of the nearly every song that they have, I guess, just to see what they're saying, because you can't tell. And that doesn't matter because I like how it sounds. That's the beginning of it. Right. But when you want to find out the genesis or the origin, we're going to have to read these lyrics. And I've done that over the years. And boy, misconstrued as about it gets. If you read these lyrics, then you can clearly see this is not what it sounds like, but it is what it looks like. <laughs> Remember that, because that's going to come back. One person, uh, one person told me one time, I could do what he does, Jonathan Davis. He just gets up there and yells forever. Okay, that's fine. Let's make that bet. Can you get up on a stage and yell for four hours and then do an encore? I bet you can't. That's not even coordinating three albums. That's not even doing all these things that they do. That's just you screaming on and off for four hours. Bet you can't do it. These guys are professional athletes in what they do. We just don't think of it like that. All these guys are ludicrously, you know, musically inclined, instrumentally inclined. They all play multiple instruments. But when you hear, hear some of these guys on an acoustic set, you realize that it's not just all smashing guitars. They can really play the acoustic guitar. And Jonathan Davis can really sing. A lot of these guys can. Uh, yeah. They can just get there uh, because they were lucky. They're not plants. No. No, this is a very unique genre of music. They remind me a lot of System of a Down. I love System of a Down. Why I've never heard anything like System of a Down. Just like I've never heard anything like Corn. Understand how you could not like these bands. Totally get it. But on the other side of things, I can 
after this, I don't think people should be like, I don't know how you could like that band. But clearly they're very talented and just to do what he does, it, you know, constantly shows a lot. But they have a lot of consistency and they've grown through the albums. I'm not going to get into all this. You know, I sound like some, you know, we're not taking the Beatles tour here, but it is very unique. Their music is unique. Their message is unique. And I can hear it from a mile away. Like they don't have guitar solos typically. They have some, but the way that they go about things, the music's more compact. It's up and down. It's up and down. Kind of like System of a Down. And it's awesome, in my opinion. Jonathan Davis, I talked about this when I compared them to Iowa earlier this year. And boy, I wasn't too far off from that. But Jonathan Davis was raped as a child. And when you're raped as a child, I imagine this is going to spawn a lot of different things. This is going to really distort and warp your walk of life. This is where I really bump heads with a lot of hard, like super, super, not, I want to say, I, I got to be careful how I say this, but Christians uh, that just take this, if you're gay, you're going to hell, auto stance, like everyone. I'm like, well, okay, I know personally several people that were molested as children and that affected their sexuality later in life. Surely you can't tell me that this God is going to penalize them for that in an eternity of fire, correct? Because that just doesn't seem fair to me. You get raped, it, it alters, you know, your sexual experience, it alters everything. And then I'm not saying you, if you're gay, you were molested. No, I'm just saying it's documented and very, you know, very much according that, you know, if you're molested or raped, it's definitely going to alter things later on in life. You know, it could lead to other perversions. It, it, it's just not a good thing at all. I think most would agree on that. The reason I bring that up is because growing up, bands like this, super like hardcore Christians, like my parents and other people, and I'm, I'm I am a, I do consider myself a Christian, uh, but you know, they, these guys were more hardcore than me when it comes to certain things, knowledge and, and devotion and commitment, you know, the things that really matter. <laughs> um, but you know, Christians, when they don't understand something, they just say it's of the devil. I've talked about this before. It's like Bobby Boucher's mom. Well, that's the thing. It just because it's not of God doesn't mean that it's of the devil. If you walk into a Sherman Williams paint shop, I don't think there's much of God going on in there, but that doesn't mean it's satanic, uh, you know, cedar paint. Now it doesn't. That sycamore color or whatever they call it. Uh, that amazing color. It looks like shit brown. I mean, I don't think that that's demon possessed. I don't really think you can categorize the music until you actually read what's going on. And everyone just has their perception of this. And I think that they are uh, very much off. When you, when you understand what Jonathan Davis went through as a child, the bullying, the rapes, then you understand how someone can produce music like this. I can. I don't think that's hard to understand at all. And then you listen to the music and then you may not still quite understand what's going on because, yeah, it is distorted. It's hard to hear these things. Yes, I understand. But I have four songs in general that I want to talk about or in specific I want to talk about, four specific verses. I'm going to play them all, some a little longer than others. Just bear with me. There's four of them. We're going to play them and then talk about what was just said and why that's important and why this band, kind of like Michigan and Washington, we need to peel some stuff back and talk about it before we start making decisions about this band or those teams.
The song is called Trash. Those are the lyrics you just heard. Now there's a lot going on here, but bear with me as we're gonna get into these lyrics here. Peel, peel back that husky of corn. What is this guy saying? That sounded really angry, sounded really crazy. Yeah, I agree. Here's what it says. I tell my lies and I despise every second I'm with you. So I run away and you still stay. So what the fuck is with you? Your feelings, I can't help but rape them. Yeah, that's pretty aggressive. I'm sorry, I don't feel the same. My heart inside is constantly hating. I'm sorry, I just throw you away. Yeah, the word rape is never good. I understand that, but they're feelings. And I understand what he means by that, rape your feelings. This dude basically just painted a picture of how I treated women the first 20 years, uh, the first you know, 10 to 15 years of my life when it came to being uh, not that long, but for years just because I didn't quite understand how this works. Maybe a lot of that was going to that all boys boarding school. And I'm not saying I was just some man whore, I really wasn't. But what I'm saying is that I can totally understand because I've done this to two girls in specific. Never really had a girlfriend, but these were really close to where I would have categorized that, but they didn't really make the cut. Now my wife did, that's why she's the only girl my mother and father had ever met, the only one I brought home. Like I said before, at least I got that one right. But I've done this. I tell my lies and I despise every second I'm with you, so I run away, you still stay, what the F is with you? Your feelings, I can't help but rape them. I'm sorry I don't feel the same. My heart is constantly hating. I'm sorry I just throw you away. Well, uh, that hits on every single level. And it hits on every single level the same conviction that, a, that, that you would get in church. Because that right there is basically my playbook, everyone else's playbook I know, and probably a lot of people listening to this right now. It doesn't really sound too unrealistic and demonic. It actually sounds very, very, very realistic. Let's not stop there. This song, Thoughtless. Play a little clip here, and then we'll read these lyrics. So clearly, along with the things that happened to him as a young man, bullied was probably one too. And this is where a lot of people would say, oh, these guys were bullies, kids, so they make some metal band. Well, what's wrong with that anyway? I think there's a lot worse ways to take out your frustration, like go shoot up a school. Clearly, Korn is not aligned with that. And you go watch the music video. It's kind of similar to Jeremy with Pearl Jam. But what he says, or what I just played is, what are you trying? Why are you trying to make fun of me? You think it's funny? What the fuck do you think it's doing to me? You take your turn lashing out at me. I want you crying with your dirty ass in front of me. Yeah, I understand that completely. Make fun of someone. What the F do you think it's doing to me? <clears throat> kind of like a PSA to the bullies. I think a lot of people can relate to this. I know exactly what that's like. I know exa exactly what that is like. And you probably do too. That doesn't sound necessarily demonic. It almost sounds not quite instructive. But again... That sounds like something everybody can go, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of I get it. This next one, the third, of four, the third one of the four we're going to talk about, Make Me Bad, this one's very interesting. So listen to this. We'll read this one, and then we'll be to the football soon. But don't take this lightly. I take this, I don't want to say I take it seriously, but, uh, you know, enough to put it on the show.
you can even hear just the random up and down nature of this band and the riffs and everything. But what Jonathan Davis says here is, I thought it would be fun in games. Instead, it's all the same. I want something to do. Need to feel the sickness in you. I feel the reason as it's leaving me. No, not again. It's quite deceiving as I'm feeling the flesh make me bad again. Look, I feel the reason as it's leaving me. No, not again. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you something right now. That happened to me two days ago. And actually, this hits so hard. And if it doesn't hit hard for you, then congratulations on living just this stress-free type of life. Because <laughs> when I feel the reason leaving me, I have to stop and say, no, not again. I mean, almost word for word. Boy, peeling this back, this band doesn't look nearly as ridiculous as some people have told me that they are. Huh. Let's go into the last one. Probably the most, most hard-hitting of the ones we'll do. Somebody, someone. I can't stand to let you win. I'm just watching you and I don't know what to do. Feeling like a fool inside, feeling all the love you hide, thought you were my friend, seems it never ends. I need somebody, someone, can't someone help me. All I need is to be loved just for me. Oh, that's cute, isn't it, Jonathan? It is, but it is incredible how many times the word love is used in corn lyrics, <laughs> it really is. I don't feel this band is necessarily demonic at all. I know the bassist left to go, like, I think he left to be like a youth minister, came back. I know they had differences. I know corn is a little woke, most bands are. But their message to me seems to be way more uplifting than what you hear if you read. And when you peel back the husky of corn with Washington and Michigan, for me, things get pretty clear. When we look at these two teams, I think that you have probably the best product the championship game has brought in a while, and for a lot of reasons. It's not just because both these teams are undefeated. It's because this is a very interesting story. Now, we've all watched Washington. We've all watched Michigan. We've been talking about Michael Penix on this show since the first time he threw a football at Indiana, just like we did with several other players. And by the way, Cam Ward will be entering the NFL draft. No one talked about Cam Ward, right, except for people on this show. Ha <laughs> ha, incarnate word. Pete, please don't do the Bailey Zappi. Please don't do the Bailey Zappi. And what about Bailey Zappi from Houston? No, I'm just kidding. But Penix wasn't exactly some reach. 
he was just a lefty that didn't look good at a shitty school and then goes over and almost wins the Heisman twice. I like Michael Penix a lot. And some of the throws he was making versus Texas bumped him up into the first round as well. I have never seen this many quarterbacks in my life in one year improve their draft stock like several of these quarterbacks has, particularly Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and Jaden Daniels. I mean, these guys were not, they, they are going to go, I mean, you guys got going like one and two right here now, maybe. I don't know, but good for all three of these gentlemen. I like all three of these people. I hope they do excellent. And I'm not rooting against Caleb Williams and his next level either. I'm not. If the Saints got Caleb Williams, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I do think he's going to be, I don't know what everybody else doesn't see. He's overrated. I'm just, <laughs> no, he's not. Ooh, go ask Oregon and everybody else that had Oregon that day on the fateful night. God. When you go back and look at some of the percentages, though, and some of the statistics on this, you'll see a lot of them to line up pretty clean. Michigan being a four and a half point favorite seems about right to me. I was texting L.A. Burns when this game was going on, and I said 58 and a half or 59 and six and a half Michigan. I was way off. I think it opened at five. Well, whatever. Maybe not. But I know it's four and a half, and you're not going to see much movement on that. And if it moves up, I mean, that doesn't really do anything. Five doesn't play. You're probably going to be at four and a half or four when this game kicks. I'm not going to get into all the information on the betting yet or as far as uh, where the percentages are. I don't think that really matters as much here. I think there's so much money coming into this game like a Super Bowl type thing on props and such. It's a little too early to get into that, and sometimes you shouldn't in games like this, just my opinion. But... There's some interesting statistics on this that need to be looked at. I haven't heard anyone really talk about it, but I know when I look at certain teams, I look at certain statistics, especially in a big game like this, especially when you have teams that are even pretty much evenly matched for all intents and purposes, especially when the one team has the best player on the field, and make no mistake, that is Washington's quarterback, Penix Jr. I think most would agree with that. Third down conversion percentage is something I talk about a lot. Can you keep your offense on the field? This is one of the most important statistics in college and pro. I don't care what anybody says. Now, sometimes it can be deceiving because you may not have as many third down attempts because you're just getting every first down on first and second down or maybe even fourth down. So like the United States Naval Academy would be an example because they go for it all the time and so do other teams, UAB and such. But Michigan is 22nd overall in third down conversion percentage of 45%. That's not that bad. Really not that bad, I guess. Michigan's away percentage, however, being 40.7, and that's what we need to look at here because this is an away game. That's not that good. Not that bad. Not that good. Still top 25, but we could do better. Washington, they're fourth. They're 16th overall, but they're fourth in away third down conversion percentage. And if you don't think this matters, you're out of your mind. You want to know why? One and two is Oregon and Georgia. Pretty good teams. Washington, 50.6%. That is outstanding. They convert more than half of their third downs on the road. That is very difficult to do. They are better than Michigan in that metric. Most of these are going to be done passing. And if you go look at passing... Washington is number one. Michael Penix, they have the number one passing offense in college football. And Michigan is 63rd. That is a tremendous, tremendous disparity, depending on how you look at this. 
However, Michael Penix has attempted 504 times. McCarthy's has 314 attempts, which means Michael Penix has 190 more attempts, so he's going to have more yards, but his yards per game is way higher anyway. It's not... It's not a statistical anomaly. This is what it is. They pass the ball better than Michigan. So they convert more third downs and they pass the ball better. And these are two things that are going to play a tremendous role, in my opinion, in this game if you're a Washington backer. Oh, you better hope they're able to throw it. There's also a few other disparities that need to be discussed, and that's on the other side of the football. Michigan's run defense is number eighth in the country. Overall defense number two. You go look at these defensive statistics, Penn State leads the country in everything. Michigan is nearly number two in everything or right around there. Michigan gives up 2.79 yards per rush. Good for eighth in the country and Washington's 41st. So not bad. They're top 50. One's top 10, one's top 50. You would expect that kind of. 4.4 yards per carry, so a lot higher there. Passing defense, the disparity widens to almost the largest imaginable. And this is where the eyes need to start looking up because the defensive side of Washington does not look so fresh when it comes to passing the football. Now for Michigan, they're number two in pass defense. They don't even give up six yards per pass. Washington can't say the same. It's a lot higher. And their defense is 120th versus the pass. Now you can say what you want. But there's a team that is number two and then number last almost. So that is a massive disparity. This means that Michigan can stop the pass and Washington can't. Washington's one big weapon is the pass, and it would appear that no team nearly stops the pass better than Michigan. This would stop me in my tracks. And you can say, well, there's not that many good passing offenses in the Big Ten, and I'll accept that. I'll accept that immediately, and I'll agree with you. That's why I'm not going to really fawn over this one too long, but if you don't stop in your tracks for at least a minute to take a look at this, well, you're out of your mind. What about the rushing side of things you asked? That's a good question. We already talked about that. Excuse me. Michigan top 10 in both. Washington having a decent, decent run defense at 41st and 120th on the other end. Now, one thing we need to talk about is rushing offense. Now, Michigan comes in at 61st here, but they don't really have as many yards because they more or less control the games defensively. They can score when they have to, but Harbaugh runs more of a pro-type pro program where they just want to grind this thing out and get out. This is what it looks like to me, which I kind of appreciate. Washington, though, however, 100th in rushing offense. That's another pretty wide gap. Washington clearly better on third down away. Washington clearly throws the ball better. Michigan clearly stops Washington better at what they like to do than anything Washington will be able to do to Michigan. These are what the numbers tell me. But then there's another disparity, and it's a coaching disparity. Now, I don't know if you all watched the end of the Washington game, but Washington had a decision to make. If they get a first down, the game's over. If you get a first down, the game is over. What they elect to do is run plays to get Texas to call timeouts and punt the football. This is how you lose a football game. I say this all the time. That decision is only as good as the result of the punt and given field position. You can pin them in at the two, then you've won. Otherwise, you should be trying to get this first down to end the game. If all you need to do is get a first down to end the game, that's nearly one thing. Now, if you punt, a thousand things have to happen. You're going to need to get this team off the field in four tries in desperation. I don't like those odds. 
And what's the thing? What, what, what happens? They punt the football. Returner gets hit. Interference. 15-yard penalty. A 28-yard punt. 15 yards given back. 13 yards net. Horrible decision. Horrible. And the game almost ends with Texas kicking an extra point to win the football game. But what goes deeper than coaching are these two right here, which no one has really talked about. Michigan is number two in penalties, as in the number two least penalized team in the country. The only team less penalized, the Air Force. Michigan's only had 40 penalties called against them all year. That's coaching. Belts, where's Washington? Ooh. Washington is 129th. Second to last. There is no bigger disparity in all of these statistics than that right there. Michigan is the second to least penalized team in the country. And Washington is the second to most penalized team in the country. Because the coaching disparity is that large. And then for the coup de grace. Talk about defense all you want. Who cares? Let's get into the nitty-gritty, right? Turnover margin. This tells the other side of the coaching story, in my opinion. Michigan is number two in turnover margin. Penn State number one, but Michigan number two plus 17. That's outstanding. Washington 53rd. They are good enough for plus two. That is a massive disparity turnover margin and penalties or something that no one talks about but I will here because this shows me after peeling back this husky of corn one team is way better coached than the other and I think I know what that leads me to believe Mr. Producer cue it up thanks Mr. Producer All right, what do we got here we'll just start off with Michigan. Actually, no, let's talk about the games that were that missed the podcast but got to Instagram. So we had Iowa plus seven and a half, Tennessee under 20. Well, that was a, <laughs> a unbelievable miss on my part. So whiff, whiff, Tennessee scores a lot of points, shuts out Iowa. So that was terrible. We had Washington first half plus two and a half versus Texas. It ended 21-21. That's the plus side to taking these non-money line dogs first half. When it ties, you win. So we won. At LSU, Wisconsin, over 56 and a half. That had to be one of the best bets of the entire bowl season. 71-55 and two the last two weeks. An unbelievable heater. All these plays on Instagram when they're not on the show. Be sure and follow us on Instagram at the Sports Antelope. Even if you don't have Instagram, just get it and follow us. What's the big deal? Let's get into the college football here. Yes, I do like Michigan, but I don't like laying four and a half points. I do think this is going to go down. If this gets to four, I'm going to take Michigan. I don't know why. I don't like laying that four hook. I like laying the four a lot more. But one thing I'm almost certain that I'll be taking in this game is McCarthy passing prop over and an alternate prop over. They have not posted yet. I feel, I feel that that defense on Washington on the passing side, this is the biggest weakness. McCarthy can throw the football way down the field. They have excellent athletes on offense. They can score the football. And they can throw the football. And McCarthy's a pro quarterback, and I like him a lot. I used to, I can't believe I'm saying it like that, but he's grown on me as well. He's not a first-rounder, but this kid's pretty damn good. Let me tell you, he can get out of the pocket and chunk this thing too. That pressing prop's going to be low to, it's not going to be anything high, 240. I think that seems like a lot. Keep your eye on that, because if it is anywhere around there, what I think it is, we're going to put our first prop bet of the year 
on that thing. Minus 110, no alternates. I'll find the one that is lined closest to where it needs to be, and we'll take that. So keep your eye on that. We're looking at Michigan and the McCarthy passing prop. Well, let's not only forget about the other big game because the Jackrabbits of San, San, San Diego State of South Dakota State are playing Montana State in Frisco, Texas. I love the FCS. We had South Dakota State in an under not too long ago, and it got there. South Dakota State dominant in their weight class. Montana State really, really, really good, but I have, I just know too many people I trust that have money on the 12 and a half. So we're going to follow suit. South Dakota State, Montana is basically a Trump rally. A nine, it's a Trump rally on like 9.0, I don't know, liver king steroids. This is exactly what this is going to look like. In other words, a lot of white people in the stands here, a lot of white people on the field. So we are going to be looking at Isaiah Davis, who is not white. Monster, 6'1", 225. That running back, you've seen him run. He is a house. He even made a funny comment about this recently about something about the team. He's a pretty funny guy. He has he had jokes like I just had. He's pretty good, too. He's a monster. He's a pro running back. We talked about him last year. Dropped about 10 pounds. Looks like a, something out of a magazine because he is a freak show. And we like South Dakota State to win this game comfortably. Laying the 13 and a half. I can't believe I'm saying this. Laying the 13 and a half with the Jackrabbits is the sports antidote. Let's take it to the NFL. Arizona plays Seattle. Boy, Kyler Murray looking pretty good. We had the over last week in Philadelphia. They scored a ton of points, almost scored 40-something, even with a pick six. We certainly think that will continue at home versus Seattle. Arizona not playing for draft picks, playing to get this thing back in line for next year. It looks like 47.5 seems a little low to me. I'd probably put that around 50. So because of that, we'll be taking the over on the record Cardinals Seahawks over the 47.5. And, And of course, the stupid team in New Orleans. Don't worry, I'm not touching them. But Tampa needs to win, and Carolina has nothing to play for. Yeah, I get it. Oh, I wish this was going the other way. It opened to five and a half, got down to four and a half. But I feel the stupid team in New Orleans is going to eke out a win versus the fail clowns, and Tampa's going to fall, and the stupid team in New Orleans is going to advance to the playoffs, which will put them back another 10 years because they're going to get annihilated. (laughs) Oh, they're garbage. But I know one thing, Carolina's not laid up here. They've made that pretty apparent. Open up at five, five and a half, gets all the way, six and a half, gets down to four and a half. And yet all the public, heavy, heavy, heavy on Baker. They have to win. The Panthers have nothing to play for. Well, then I have nothing to bet for. But give me the Carolina Panthers. All oh, no record plus the four and a half, you filthy hobags. Quick recap. We're looking at Michigan, but not on the record yet. We're looking at the McCarthy passing prop. On the record, South Dakota State minus 13 and a half. On the record, Cardinals, Seattle over the 47 and a half. And on the record, the Panthers plus the four and a half versus the Bucks. Has anybody seen Bro Exotic? Well, that's a bit of a problem. Looks like it's you. Who's in need of a gender education? We must try not to get cancelled. Prepare to be cancelled! Bro Exotic joins the sports channel. What's going on, bro? Uh, what's going on, deep Bro Exotic? Uh, Vice Pope of Cal, Church of Woke. Uh, woke equation uh, at 12 and 4 now. Uh, you know, we uh, LSU almost beat uh, 100% of the privilege away from Wisconsin, deed, but looks like uh, there was some lingering privilege mm. uh, that, that hung around with Wisconsin, dude, especially at the end, you know, LSU, uh, they, they could have returned a, a fumble for uh, for touchdown and uh, and maintain that spread and get over that uh, minus nine and a half hump. 
But uh, I mean, LSU, the LSU spread, we're just victims. Uh, we're, we're victims against the uh, the privilege of, of of the white man that is the University of Wisconsin. So it was just unfortunate. Yeah, there's a lot of privilege. Um, white defensive backs, you have to be so privileged, like Brigham Young, to actually do that. It's very offensive and it's appropriating. I think when you have a white cornerback, you may as well do blackface. <laughs> I don't really think there's much of a difference. You got totally screwed there. And if that yeah. dude picks up that fumble, instead of doing the smart thing, which is falling on it, I think he rumbles 71 yards into the end zone or whatever. It wasn't that and far, I, 50. And I, uh, to be on the record, dude, I do uh, agree with you. Um, any, uh, any white people in anyone's secondary <clears throat> is uh, obviously a cultural appropriation. The big time. Um, Yes. We're not down with that in the, uh, the Church of Wokeau. I'm going to talk to uh, someone about making a meme about that or something. I think there's something there, but I'm glad that you don't stand for that as well, because I don't stand for that either. Wisconsin and their appropriating secondary. <laughs> Unbelievable. But Bro Exotic, nonetheless, I mean, it was still there. You had your chance, but you can't win them all. And I agree with you. There was just lingering privilege. I have never heard of that, have no idea what it is, but I do now. And that's privilege that continues to linger. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and and it, 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 it can affect the spread. And uh, oh, yes, and, and LSU's uh, spread was was victimized big time uh, by that white privilege, dude. It's just pathetic. It's disgusting. Uh, but you know, I'm sure that you will have one coming up here. So, bro, Zach, I'm gonna take a wild guess. Say you're going to the national championship here. Uh, uh, that'd be correct. That would be correct. Now, I'm not gonna guess on the team because it's 50-50, and I really don't have an angle either way. But I'm very curious to hear what the Woke Equation has in store for us this week. Why don't you go ahead and take us away? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, we're, we expect to uh, end this season 13-4 and four, uh, with the Woke Equation here. Um, you know, this one, th- this one was, uh, was a really big toss-up, dude, for the Woke Equation. We had to redo the simulation uh, a thousand times. Because as we know, the Woke Equation – is uh, Y equals me too uh, divided by privilege times CO2. Divided by privilege times CO2, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. So, um, so you know, on the, um, <laughs> on the me too side, dude, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have Gretchen Whitmer. She's uh, the governor of, uh, of uh, Michigan. Uh, so brave. Um, it really takes care of that side, dude. I mean, on the other hand, you know, we have, uh, According to uh, Cairo 7 local news network in uh, western uh, Washington, uh, the air pollution is uh, shortening lifespans all throughout that region, especially Seattle, which is, uh, you know, where we find the University of Washington. So we got to fight for them. Uh, so really, the, the, only, the only variable that's really a toss-up here, dude, is privilege. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I have to say, dude, when it comes to privilege, Jim Harbaugh has quite a lot of it. Uh, you know, getting away with stealing signs and illegal recruiting measures uh, and uh, getting away with all of this and somehow still having a job and somehow like limbing his way into a national championship, dude. Uh, I don't know what's more privileged than that. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a gross use of your white privilege. Your, your evil, Bro, you know, evil colonialism, you, you white <laughs> devil. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's very reverse slavey. It's very um, reverse slavery, dude. Um, I, I don't like what I'm. I, I don't like what's happening here. I, I can't. I have never agreed with you more on one of it. He is. He has more. Look, we just. You don't have to agree, but I feel that he have. He may have more white privilege than Hunter Biden. It's close. 
I'm they're, not trying to take a shot. They're neck, the they're neck and neck, dude. Like, I'd like to find Jim Harborough's <laughs> laptop. I'd love to find Jim Harborough's <laughs> laptop for his legal recruiting. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh's laptop. <laughs> I'd love to see that. His illegal recruiting, his sign stealing, all the videos on there on his laptop. I want to intercept that one, dude. We need to get that. How do you talk to Tommy Bench about this? This is very interesting development, ladies and gentlemen. Bro Exotic might go full espionage. You might go Mission Impossible. Go grab this laptop from this white privilege slave driving head coach in the Big Ten. I mean, that's all I see here. That's all I see here, dude. So obviously we got to go Washington plus four and a half. That's not even – I mean, and, and we all know that the political climate is more favorable to you out there anyway. They're not, vote, they're not voting for Donald Trump, I can tell you that. No, no way, dude. Not in the woke utopia of Washington State. No, forget it. Uh, not, not a chance at all. Uh, we're too busy having Browns uh, mayors like Kate Brown in Seattle who can't spell. But that's yeah, dude, and trans drag shows at elementary schools that you don't think is appropriate or necessary, which I disagree with. But of course, they're, you, they're both appropriate and necessary. Everybody knows this, apparently, except for me. But at the same time, I, I so we are getting behind the Huskies plus four and a half. This is what I'm hearing. That's correct, dude. Wow. Well, bro, exotic, you will be interested to hear my take on this game. I shan't give you any hints. Maybe we align. Maybe we don't. But the woke equation has spoken. And the woke equation has never lost back-to-back games. This is a fact. Everybody knows this. These are the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. You, the woke equation is 100% ATS after a loss. Correct? That's correct, dude. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's a pattern. And uh, oh, got yes. to bet those patterns, dude. Gotta, uh, gotta, I'm, t- I'm taking some out of woke and token. I'm going to throw it all in this game, dude. Taking out of woke and token. He oh, may yeah, even dude. take out of Buffalo Riot Wings. I don't know. Oh. But yep, we're, we're, we're taking out all assets, dude. We're going to go out on, uh, on Washington here. Uh, the woke paradise of uh, located in beautiful Seattle. Uh, nothing wrong with that place. Uh, go Starbucks. But, uh, yeah, dude, uh, it's, all, all signs point to, uh, to Washington. Uh, just sticking this one out, dude. There's just too much privilege, way too much privilege on the coaching side. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is racist. Jim Harbaugh is, yes, way too much privilege on the coaching side, of course. Gretchen Whitmer full of, I mean, there's a lot of privilege there anyway. She's the worst governor nearly in history. I mean, if that, she, That's debatable. It is debatable. But what is not debatable is the fact that she is a white female with a lot of privilege. Can we agree on that? Uh, yeah, but uh, hashtag me too. So, uh, you know, there's oh, all of that. And, uh, I see. Hashtag that. women's rights. An uh, additive inverse. Another canceling so. out. The woke equation cancels so much stuff out. It is unbelievable. Boy, you corrected me on that quick, and that's why we love you. Well, bro, exotic. We'll be, we'll be pulling for you plus four and a half, and we look forward to having you come back after the college football season, which is the following week, to talk about professional football. Sounds good, dude. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, end that uh, season with pro football, dude. I got uh, I got a lot on my mind about it. So, well, yeah. we want to hear all about it, bro. So, anything you want to close with? Oh uh, yeah, dude. Uh, no joke. Stay woke. Hashtag woke Huskies. Uh, and uh, Harbaugh. Uh, you can go down in flames of pits of hell, dude. <laughs> bro, exotic, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming on. We'll we'll see you next week, bud. All right, dude. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> The young Wilkin joins the sports handler. What's going on, pal? Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. The Phoenix are back, 
back, back, tell a friend. And while you're at it, tell somebody about the sports antidote today. Danny Belts, I am so pumped up right, right now. You should be. I mean, the Phoenix are riding a win streak. Uh, Sundance Wicks, we may just call him. I mean, I <laughs> may just call him Wooten. I don't know, man. I mean, this dude is rolling right now. I mean, tell us about the Robert Morris game over the weekend, the very slavey team that was put into their place. What did you see in this game? Yes, of course. Well, before uh, before Robert Morris, we had wrong state on uh, Friday. Oh, um, that's right. Yes. And they were set. The Phoenix were seven and a half point dogs. But, you know, they came into Green Bay and we just uh, we gave them another statement win. Uh the Phoenix won that game, unbelievable win, and uh, our bet for that game was wrong state under 78 points, and uh, <laughs> uh, that was a funny one. You'll want to check that box score. They oh, were up, man. They were up 44 to 40 at half. I, I mean, I thought they were going to score 90 at that point, and then fa- f- uh, fast forward, and Green Bay hits a three to take the lead, 71 to 70 with seven minutes left. Next thing you know, it's 82 to 70 with two minutes left. <laughs> and the Phoenix iced it from there. They won uh, 88 to 77. They they somehow held them under 78 points. <laughs> it was incredible. Wow. What a win. And then that comes into the slavey Robert Morris. Correct. The slavey Colonials. The land snatching Colonials. Yes. Yes, the Slavy Colonials, uh, the Phoenix were favored. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. We took them. And uh, really, I mean, simply put, Sundance took care of business, and he took his land back. Um, I mean, there were <laughs> there were a couple runs back and forth to start. The Phoenix were down two at half at the break. Um, but, I mean, second half was all Green Bay. They covered easily 78-61. to 61. And then uh, that brings us to tonight. Just finished. Uh, we were going on the road to Detroit Mercy. And uh, Phoenix were favored again. Three-point favorites. And this one, funny. Uh, it actually opened up at four and a half and then closed all the way down to two and a half. Um, so the Phoenix, or the, excuse me, the Titans, uh, you know, they're still looking for that elusive first win of the year. Yeah. And they're going to have to keep looking, Belts. It was Green Bay all day. Easy money. Phoenix won 69-51. to 51. And that, uh, that also puts an end to my loser-palooza and uh, brings me back to 7-7, seven and seven, so 500 on the year with uh, three in a row, clean sweep over the weekend, and, and one tonight. I mean, you know, battling back. This is what it's about. You seem to be finding – uh, you're finding the heart of the Phoenix here, Young Woke. And the reason being is because it seems like you're knowing now when to take them. And this was the first time, probably in a long time, the Green Bay Phoenix have been favored on the road in conference. And when the team favored on the road in conference and that wasn't supposed to be good, that now is good, goes out and belts them in the head, you can see the odds makers have caught up a little bit. And that is indicative in some of these scores. Uh, so it looks as though maybe we start off, we were going to fade this team, but I mean, you seem to, you know, we'll play both sides, but I mean, you're, you pay obviously close attention than I, but it looks like to me, look, 
I'm just a guy down here in Louisiana with internet, so that's all I have. But it looks like Sundance Wicks is a pretty good coach, and there's really no way to get around this right now. I yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I mean, the Horizon League just—they better watch out. It's nothing but Horizon League games from here on out. Like I said last week, nothing um, but the Horizon bitch. This I, is it. I love it. I love it. it. This is, is what we live for. Real uh, basketball. Yeah. No, oh, fuck that action. This is <laughs> this is what it's all about. Yes, yeah, right, um, man. You know, and, and Sundance, I mean, he's he's really trying to shake things up in the horizon. Um, you know, I mean, wrong state. They were picked to finish third in the conference in Northside Milwaukee. They were supposed to finish second. We are both of them. And, oh. uh, you know, I mean, we hung right in there with Purdue Fort Wayne, who looks like the next FAU. Um, you know, and I mean, it's, it's not just Sundance belts. We've got a certified stud on our squad. His name is Noah Reynolds. Uh, so this kid, he was at Wyoming for the last two years where Sundance was coaching as an assistant. Reynolds, uh, he transferred to Wisconsin this offseason. But after like two weeks, he uh, he made the right decision, gave the Badgers two middle fingers, just like Bro Exotic was this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, reunited with his boy Sundance and Green Bay. Um, but this, this Noah Reynolds kid, I mean, he dropped 39 on Friday against the Rowdy Raiders. And then chipped in another 27 on Sunday against Land Steele and Robert Morris. Um, oh. You know, I mean, he's averaging 19 points something a game. Uh, it's second in conference. <laughs> he's a he's just a legitimate Horizon League player of the year candidate early on. And, um, you know, I mean, if, if they keep this up, clearly Sundance is going to be throwing his name in the hat for Horizon League Coach of the Year. I mean, he might just be Coach of the Year for the entire country. I mean, why don't we just you know get right to it? I mean, You're right. I don't know why the national media isn't talking about this. I mean, that's, that's three why we, wins. Exactly. What are three, what, three wins in a row? That improves us to four and one in conference play. We're also five and zero ATS in conference. Huge. Wow. Um, <laughs> that is unbelievable. That yep. is a very ridiculous thing to be. That is insane. It's awesome. <laughs> We're six and one at home. Two and zero versus the Catholics, and most importantly, four and zero. Four and zero versus the top twenty most violent cities in America. So, top, look at that statistic: four and zero versus four of the top most violent cities in America. One being the North Side Milwaukee Black Panthers. Correct. Uh, yes, have already beat them. I'm starting to understand all of the young woken vernacular. It's just a different language than bro exotic, but equally as beautiful. So, who do we have coming up right now? So next we've got uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. Central. We're taking on Oakland. Um, Ooh, Oakland. But they, oh, you're, it's, that was almost another top, you know, dangerous city, but that's not the one in California. I didn't realize that until I was 34 years old, by the way. Correct. Yes, this Oakland is in Michigan. It's a, it's a little north of Detroit, so I'm going to leave them out of, out of it. Um, <laughs> but... This game, uh, this game on su- on Saturday, it's going to be all about you know how we handle success and winning, and how do we stack this? Because now, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have targets on our back, um, you know. And I, I I've told you how good the Phoenix have been at home, but it's it's been another story on the road. We're two and five so far, um, and you know why I think it is belts? Why I think we suck on the road? Why is that? Because Sundance only wears his fun jackets at home. See, I'm going to need to hit him up. I'll hit him up DM on Instagram. Yeah, something. I guess um, he's got to be comfy in the khakis and quarters up on the bus. I don't know. Yeah, that's not that's not going to work. So, no. I mean, uh, I mean, that's, you know, when you don't see the late Craig Seeger walking around and 
you know, some normal blazer for a reason. You know, you got to sport that. In other words, you can't just do that at home and not do it on the road. So that's that's ridiculous. Correct. Uh, he better step it up against Oakland. I mean, this coach, this is a guy, Greg Campy or Campy, I think it is. Campy. He, he's going to look like an absolute scrub on Saturday. I can guarantee you that. He'll probably be wearing like that baseball style dry yeah. shirt, short sleeve thing. He's um, the, most, he, what, the most tenured coach in the country, right? Yeah, he's, he's overdressing up. He has been at Oakland for 40 years. That is unbelievable. Um, he's been their basketball coach since 1984. It's, it's incredible. Um, I've got a really funny story, actually, about this guy. So I once shook this man's hand as the buzzer sounded when the Phoenix knocked them out of the Horizon League tournament in 2020. And uh, I looked him straight in the eye. And I told him, better luck next year, pussy. You got to work on those free throws. And uh, <laughs> I swear to God, that's a real, real truth. Um, I was sitting courtside. This is when Link Darner was still in town. It was awesome. One of the most fun games I've ever gone to. Um, and ironically oh, enough, we were actually playing Oakland last year when I went to the sign with my I Heart Josh Moon sign. Um, so, you know what? putting all this together belts much like i think the green bay packers will beat the bears on sunday i think the green bay phoenix will beat the grizzlies on saturday well i mean ladies and gentlemen you've heard the proclamation from the man we should have a line for that game tomorrow and i will hit you up uh as soon as i see that maybe it's probably out right now but that's okay we'll get that up on instagram speaking of which you've done a great job with your memes young woken uh, especially the new titanic one uh, that you had was just uh, insane. Be sure and follow the Young Woken at the Young Woken on Instagram for the best Green Bay Phoenix memes on planet Earth. I just thought I'd throw that in there. And by the way, that that uh, Green Bay Phoenix athletic department will respond to me soon, or I will unleash the drunk neighbor, and the cucking will start. And they don't want that. So nobody wants that. that. Nobody I, I wants that man. When he comes, it's just not well. That 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 did not come out right. I meant when he comes to (laughs) whatever either way what's going to happen is i will release him upon that stupid school to start i want when i troll i demand a response and when i don't get a response i just don't like it so maybe tell someone to you know tell someone to to respond to me over there man come on well i guess we just got to keep harder. yeah man we just got to troll harder that's the that's the right attitude and that is a hilarious campy story uh, the last one minute of me talking has been very mumbled because I'm still thinking about that right now. I would give $1,000 to watch that happen from two feet away. You shake his hand, call him a pussy, and give him some free throw shooting advice. <laughs> it's just, it really gets no better than that. Well, Young Woken, you've hit three in a row. I mean, Sundance Wicks is just, he's the new Bill Self. This is going to be crazy. You're on a roll. We got a game this Saturday. Anything you want to close with? Man. Um, you know, as always, just give to the Phoenix Fund. Um, pretty simple formula right now, boys. Just just give the money. Just um, give the money. This man gets it. He gets it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all there is to it. So go Phoenix. Go Pack. We'll see you next week. God bless. We'll see you next week, brother. <laughs> Thanks for joining the Sports Saturday on episode number 185 of Husky. Of course, thanks to Bro Exotic for bringing the pain. What a great bit. The Young Woken. Boy, these two guys, I mean, I, I know how to pick them. You got to give me that. 
We'll see you guys next week. We've got a lot of NFL to talk about, plus some NBA. Keep it real, Anna Doshans!